great big bear in his great rough, gruff voice. Then the middle-sized bear looked at his porridge and saw the spoon was standing in it too. Somebody has been at my porridge, said the middle-sized bear in his middle-sized voice. Then the little wee bear looked at his and there was the spoon in the porridge bowl. But the porridge was all gone. Somebody has been at my porridge and has eaten it all up, said the little wee bear in his little wee voice. Upon this, the three bears, seeing that someone had entered their house and eaten up the little wee bear's breakfast, began to look about them. Now the careless Goldilocks had not put the hard cushion straight when she rose from the chair of the great big bear. Somebody's been sitting in my chair, said the great big bear in his great rough, gruff voice. And the careless Goldilocks had squatted down the soft cushion of the middle-sized bear. Somebody has been sitting in my chair said the middle-sized bear in his middle-sized voice. Somebody has been sitting in my chair and has sat the bottom through it, said the little wee bear in his little wee voice. Then the three bears thought they had better make further search in case it was a burglar, so they went upstairs into their bedchamber. Now Goldilocks had pulled the pillow of the great big bear out of its place. Somebody has been lying in my bed, said the great big bear in his great rough, gruff voice. And Goldilocks had pulled the bolster of the middle-sized bear out of its place. Somebody has been lying in my bed, said the middle-sized bear in his middle-sized voice. But when the little wee bear came to look at his bed, there was the bolster in its place. And the pillow was in its place upon the bolster. And upon the pillow, there was Goldilocks's yellow head, which was not in its place, for she had no business there. Somebody has been lying in my bed and here she is still, said the little wee bear in his little wee voice. Now Goldilocks had heard in her sleep the great, rough, gruff voice of the great big bear. And she was so fast asleep that it was no more to her than the roaring of wind or the rumbling of thunder. And she had heard the middle-sized voice of the middle-sized bear, but it was only as if she had heard someone speaking in a dream. But when she heard the little voice of the little wee bear, it was so sharp and so shrill that it awakened her at once. Up she started, and when she saw the three bears on one side of the bed, she tumbled herself out at the other and ran to the window. Now the window was open, because the bears, like good tidy bears as they were, always opened their bedchamber window when they got up in the morning. So naughty, frightened little Goldilocks jumped, and whether she broke her neck in the fall or ran into the wood and was lost there or found her way out of the wood and got whipped for being a bad girl and playing truant, no one can say. But the three bears never saw anything more of her. Raggedy Ann Rescues Fido It was almost midnight and the dolls were asleep in their beds, all except Raggedy Ann. Raggedy lay there, her shoe button eyes staring straight up at the ceiling. Every once in a while Raggedy Ann ran her rag hand up through her yarn hair. She was thinking. When she thought for a long, long time, Raggedy Ann raised herself on her wobbly elbows and said, I thought it all out. And all the other dolls shook each other and raised up, saying, Listen, Raggedy has thought it all out. Tell us what you've been thinking, dear Raggedy, said the tin soldier. We hope they were pleasant thoughts. Not very pleasant thoughts, said Raggedy, as she brushed a tear from her shoe-button eyes. You haven't seen Fido all day, have you? Not since this morning, 
the French dolly said. It has troubled me, said Raggedy, and if my head was not stuffed with lovely new white cotton, I'm sure it would have ached with the worry. When Mistress took me into the living room this afternoon, she was crying, and I heard her mamma say, We will find him. He is sure to come home soon. And I knew they were talking of Fido. He must be lost. The tin soldier jumped out of the bed and ran over to Fido's basket, his tin feet clicking on the floor as he went. He is not here. When I was sitting in the window about noontime, said the Indian doll, I saw Fido with a yellow scraggly dog playing out on the lawn and they ran out through a hole in the fence. That was Priscilla's dog, Peterkins, said the French doll. I know poor mistress is very sad on account of Fido, said the Welsh doll, because I was sitting at supper time and I heard her tell her daddy to eat her supper and he would go out and find Fido, but I'd forgotten about it all until now. That is the trouble with all...